This is the Tree of Life, Season 5, Chapter 6. In this episode, we will be returning to the social economy and the complete series conceptualization of a reality composed of expectation fields. To begin, it is clear that there are two stages of any interaction between two people whether it be in person or through communication via technology. Any communicative endeavor between two people engages the hormones cortisol and oxytocin, altering the homeostatic equilibrium of a person temporarily until the equilibrium reasserts itself. This is a consequence of the interaction of expectation fields between two interacting people. For example, as part of any social exchange or communicative interaction between two people, to the extent that that interaction projects certain expectations for reciprocation by the other, it generates a corresponding cortisol release in the absence of said reciprocation for the duration by which there is delay in the reciprocation. In other words, as part of any exchange there is initially a burst in cortisol, coincident with the delay in expectation matching, followed by a burst of oxytocin, coincident with the reciprocation being established by expectation matching. This tells us a few things. It tells us that our expectation fields are mediated by our homeostatic equilibrium, manifesting in the balance of cortisol and oxytocin within our body and brains. In other words, what in past episodes, I described as the consensual expectation field of an actor and their non-consensual expectation field, are in fact reflections of one, an oxytocin-mediated field, consensuality, and two, a cortisol-mediated field, non-consensuality. Thus, the body's homeostatic equilibrium is determined by the interplay between these two fields, one corresponding to delays in achieving reciprocation, and the other corresponding to the reciprocation itself. Finally, we can see that what I called, conjoined expectation contracts, describe contracts where reciprocation, is the contractual nature, bursts of oxytocin, but where delays in reciprocation cause bursts of cortisol. Divisive expectation contracts are those where cortisol bursts are the norm, describing a relationship where one person achieves a benefit without the other achieving a benefit. Thus, what we heretofore described as the social economy represents the mediation of these two fields, anchored to independent hormones, within the interplay of a person's homeostatic equilibrium. Now, since all social interactions represent this interplay, which is to say, that every perception of the other is a projection of their intention, we see that every interaction represents a potential source of both oxytocin and cortisol, manifesting through the delay in achieving a projection, or expectation matched, and its corresponding reciprocation. In other words, you can maintain a one-sided, i.e. divisive expectation contract with another person by virtue of your predictions corresponding to their behavior. These projections allow them to play a role in your homeostatic equilibrium corresponding to their execution of your projections. From this we see that the momentum transfers represented by social intersections describe lateral actions, actions which represent oxytocin-mediated archetypal convergence. In other words, the displacement of a projection of a goal-directed action represents the substitution of a divisive expectation contract for a conjoined expectation contract. Thus, we see that flipping the telescopic effect is nothing more nor less than reversing the usual top-down nature of what is a divisive expectation contract, 
projecting a particular goal-directed action, linking the execution of that action, or its delay to the homeostatic balance of those within global positions. That's the end of the podcast for today.